Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hola, Jill. Hello, Breaking Beauty fam. I'm Carlene, one of your co-hosts. Hi, Jill. What's going on? Hey, Carlene. Well, it's officially spring and you know what that means. It's actually our anniversary week. So happy anniversary. Aw, thanks. Thank you. Lucky number four. Yes. So we're celebrating four years as a podcast. I guess we're going into our fifth year now. And Mm -hmm. I just get all warm and fuzzy when I think about how much our show has grown. And I'm just so grateful for you and working together. I feel like we work really well together and I could not do it without you. I do not know how people produce podcasts as one person. I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely agree. Everything that I'm not good at, you're really good at. So and vice versa. Well, <laughs> and vice versa. But honestly, we're just so thankful for you guys, our listeners, and you know, being there with us in this past year. It, it's been kind of a tough year, and I feel so fortunate that this is my job now. Yeah. Like I do this almost full time, and it's so much fun. And we just feel so grateful to be in your ears every week. And I love when we get DMs and messages in our Facebook chat room and people are like, I bought that because you guys recommended it. And thank you so much. Like, I love hearing that because we do try really hard to edit down just like the really cluttered world of beauty to get down to just the information you need to know, the tips that are really great and the products that really work. I mean, if that's not what we're doing, what are we doing here? (laughs) So as we say, the breakthrough people, products and moments in beauty. And we need to shout out our production partner, Dear Media. They are just our rock, especially during this last year. And our producer, Michelle, who has been with us uh, week in and week out. And we just appreciate all of the time and effort that they put in to support our show. And you know, just our listeners, every way that you support us, writing us a review, joining us and following us on Instagram, these things, they really mm-hmm. make a difference. And if you buy yeah. something from one of our show partners, that helps keep us on the air every single week because we could not be doing this without our show partners for sure. So um, all in all, I'm just looking back and I'm so proud of what we've achieved in four years and I'm excited about what's to come. So that's our little, you know, pat on the back and yeah. and thank you to you guys where we should probably move on and talk about what today's yeah. episode 
is about because it's a good one. And today's topic is your head to toe do's and don'ts skincare guide. And I feel like now that it's officially spring, we are all looking forward to this hot girl summer. Like, I feel like the streets are just going to be like palpitating. Oh my God. It's going to be like the roaring 20s meets pride or some shit. (laughs) Like people are just going to be like whipping off their tops, I feel. So having said that, we've recruited the perfect person to help us. We have none other than Nyamka Robert-Smith, aka LA Beautyologist, aka the internet's esthetician, and also Cardi B's facialist. Oh, well done. So her nearly 500,000 YouTube subscribers will know her as Nye. And we've talked about Nye's hashtag 60 second rule on our show before, which is her game changing and super smart cleansing uh, tip that requires no product at all. And honestly, it's a privilege to have her with us today because she's an esthetician and she started creating those YouTube videos back in 2016. And what really sets her apart, I think, Carlene, is that she gives really concrete advice and breaks stuff down in a no bullshit way that you can really easily digest it. Yeah. It's like you're talking to a friend. She's like, do this. Don't do that. So we're going to hit on a ton of different topics from dermaplaning to peel off masks, pore vacuums and homemade skincare remedies that, you know, might be doing a little more harm than good. Right. Real talk. Yes. And we'll also dive into the idea of treating the skin on your body with as much care as you put into the skin on your face. We know that it doesn't just stop at the neck, everyone. So we're going to ask her all about how to treat body acne and body scarring, as well as keratosis pilaris. I know that Carlene, you and I both have experienced that sort of like chicken skin on the back of our arms. So when Mm -hmm. we're going into tank top season, we want to make sure that we're smooth from head to toe. Smooth. And because we do have you covered from head to toe in today's episode, we're going to get nice tips on how to treat cracked skin and calluses on your feet as well, because I know mine haven't seen the light of day in quite some time. So I need a lot of help. Hallelujah. Here she is, the LA beautyologist with your head to toe do's and don'ts skincare guide. And now a quick pause to show some love to one of our show partners, Honey. So after this past year, I feel like I'm basically a professional online shopper. I order pretty much everything online. And frankly, I'm too lazy to look at random Reddit threads and forums to find coupon codes. And that's what makes Honey so great. Honey is free and it's a shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and it applies the best one it finds automatically to your cart. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. So how it works, imagine you're shopping online on one of your favorite sites and when you go to check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons and voila, wait a few seconds and Honey has saved you money. So I just used Honey last week actually and I saved 15% when I bought a baby gift. So I got my friend something nice and I didn't have to waste time looking for deals. Well, good news, Honey has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and it installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash beauty. That's joinhoney.com slash beauty. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our blog. And now back to the show. 
So first of all, welcome, Nye. Welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast. And, you know, obviously you've been the Internet's esthetician for a while now, but I feel like of late you've really blown up because it's not every day that Cardi B shouts you out for giving her a bomb ass facial on Twitter. Like, were you (laughs) shook or what? Because I feel like usually they don't want you talking about you doing their facials. Yes. Yes. That's very, it's a hundred percent true. Um, had to sign papers that said that I will mostly keep my mouth shut about nearly everything, but, <laughs> um, no, I, I did love the mostly and the nearly. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, what people know, like I can talk about, you know, but yeah. you know, celebrities, it's always very iffy, but she, like, I think before I even got home, um, from doing the treatment, she had tweeted that I had no idea she's going to tweet it. We didn't talk about it. She didn't ask me. I didn't ask her. It was just really organic um, from her. And I thought it was really nice because it was like a really great, like put a bow, like on the end of the story. Like it was like a very, yeah. it was a full like story arc and like ending. And it was just really cute. It was so nice of her to do that. I really appreciated it. So let's start with a definite do. And mm-hmm. credit where credit is due, you coined the hashtag 60 second rule a while ago, almost a couple of years ago now. And you even have the t-shirt to prove it. I've seen you've got merch. So uh, <laughs> we have to start by getting you to explain what that is and why it could be such a game changer in anyone's skincare routine. Right. So what I loved in developing the 60 second rule was that anyone could do it. You didn't need any device you just had fingers and water (laughs) and whatever cleanser that you have at the time. When I first tweeted it, um, someone asked, you know, a lot of people would ask me, you know, oh, how's this cleansing device? Should I use this? What should I do with my skin? I'm like, at a bare minimum, wash your face for 60 seconds first before you do any of those things. It will help lift dirt. It will help, you know, helps a lot of the problems that you're having. I'm, you know, I'm seeing clients coming into the studio. They're washing their face for 10 seconds. I still see makeup in their pores. And I'm like, bare minimum, please, everyone just wash your face for 60 seconds. At, you can adjust it. Maybe you like longer. Maybe you want a little bit shorter. Maybe it depends on what cleanser you're using, but use that as a guide and a baseline. And I honestly, I, I knew it worked. I told my, I told it to my clients. I did it myself. I didn't think so many, like it started to come back. Like everyone's like, this changed my life. I've used all these products. And this one skincare tip is the thing that helped me. Who would have known? Like it was just thousands and thousands of people telling me how much it helped them. And I was like, wow. It's true. It's like, it's the whole thing, like washing your hands, which we learned so well in the last year. It's like, it's not going to help to just like pump it on, mm-hmm. rinse it and go. It's not, you know, it's not really getting clean. So I, I love that. Let's get into some DIY skincare don'ts. What are a few of the most popular DIY ingredients or devices or just like things that you've been hearing about online recently that you're like, just don't? Okay. My big one is just the kitchen masks like yogurt and turmeric and tomatoes, potatoes. Someone asked me recently, I'm like, I guess they had asked another beauty professional what they should do about dark spots. And they were like, oh, use potatoes. How do you use potatoes on your face? Like, what are you, what are you supposed to like, <laughs> how, you know, like, it's just not, it's not practical. Sometimes with some ingredients, it could be not safe, you know, like people using baking soda on their skin. Um, that can really yeah. damage your skin's um, acid mantle um, and barrier and cause like dermatitis and irritation. 
Um, the skin is acidic and baking soda is completely alkaline. It completely throws your skin's um, moisture barrier out of whack. Things with um, lemon, you know, lemon is known to be like popular for brightening because of the citric acid, but you could just use a vitamin C serum, which is safe and stabilized and doesn't have the actives in it that are going to burn you. And especially when you have like darker pigmented skin that tends to hyperpigment, um, you want to play it safe um, with ingredients that won't cause inflammation or irritation um, because you could end up hyperpigmented and burned and that is going to take, you know, now six months, eight months, a year to heal. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. big nose, big nose for me. (laughs) And I understand that uh, outside of the pantry that you're also not a fan of witch hazel. Yes. So tell us what people tend to reach for witch hazel for and why you're saying it's a don't. Right. So witch hazel is a very common ingredient in removing a lot of oils, surface oils from the skin, Um, which my personal philosophy on skincare is to nurture and heal the skin and not so much treat all the symptoms individually and isolated and, oh, my skin's oily. Let me mattify and remove the oil. Well, no. Why is your skin oily? Your skin's likely oily um, because, you know, of course it could be hormonal, um, but oftentimes it's the products that people are applying to their skin, right? So if your skin is dehydrated, Oil has a hard time. Oil and water don't mix, right? So if your skin is really hydrated, you're less likely to be super oily. Um, If your skin is super oily, you're less likely to be hydrated. So you want your skin to have more hydration and more moisture. Witch hazel removes a lot of the hydration and moisture. Oils, sebum from the skin. So I take a longer, more holistic approach to skin where I recommend using hydrating toners versus toners that are going to strip your oil. I don't like anything mattifying, only use clay in very acute circumstances. I prefer going the long way to really provide like long-term treatment um, to really help your skin. So that's why I'm a no on witch hazel. It's not as bad when it's formulated in other products with other hydrating ingredients and things like that. But generally just wiping witch hazel all over your face. I mean, you could do it, but it's not, you'll still be oily the next day and the day after. So it's up to you. That's what, you know, if that's what you want to do. Um, Typically my clients don't want to do that. You know, they want their skin to be more normal and their oil to be more regulated. So that's why I'm a no on it. It's it's great for burns, bug bites, excellent for bug bites, you know, because that's an instance where you kind of want to dry something out. Um, so don't throw it away completely. Just okay. don't use it daily. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, whatever you say, I will do because you are glowing right now. <laughs> okay. So according to keywords everywhere, so there's one of these like trend tracking agencies and they're looking at what people are searching on Amazon and on YouTube. And they have said that peel off face masks are one of the seven trending products that are going to be selling like crazy in 2021, right up there with like exercise bands and board games. But I understand that you hate peel off masks. Tell us why they're also a don't. Yes. Peel off masks are awful. That is such disappointing news that it's trending. (laughs) I know. I feel like this headline could be for like 2016. Like I feel like I'm I'm honestly a little, I'm a little shocked, but yeah. (laughs) Peel off masks provide, especially, I kind of get it because in social media world where everything's very visual, people love things that have instant gratification Mm -hmm. that are very entertaining to watch people pull off. But 
the formula for peel off fast is very similar to glue. It's like just black glue that you're putting on your face more or less. And it is pulling up, you know, like little vellus hairs that you have on your face. It may attach to some, you know, slight congestion, but congestion is a lot deeper in the pore. So you're only pulling off, you know, like the top cap and you're like, oh, look at all the stuff on, you know, on my peel off mask. When really all the stuff is really still in your skin, you're red now because, you know, you just like low level waxed yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just going to come back. Like there's, it's, there are no benefits. (laughs) (laughs) No, like there's nothing a peel off mask can do that a a good facial can't do a great skincare routine you know doing your skincare routine fully um morning and night for a week you know you'll get the same benefits i understand that people you know don't like the little white heads and stuff in their pores but peel off masks don't really get them that well either you know mm-hmm. you just end up with yeah. a lot of redness a lot of irritation you just get to look at it afterwards i guess that's the only yeah. appeal <laughs> It's the instant gratification. So I, I yeah. get it. But some of those videos, it's like, it looks like they're ripping it off someone else's face. You can face hear like, it, right? It's like, oh, it like Velcro. Yeah. Like, no, why? why yeah. yeah. It's painful. <laughs> You're so right about it is like waxing your face. Like, no mm-hmm. thanks. No mm-hmm. thanks. Ouch. Yeah. And then I guess in that same vein, people are looking to pour vacuums. What do you think about those? Ah, poor vacuums are another one. Poor vacuums are, I, if you have to pick between a poor vacuum and a peel off mask, I'm going to say a peel off mask and I hate peel off. (laughs) Um, Poor vacuums are even worse. I mean, they're, they're demoed after, you know, like professional um, treatments that you can do in the spa and in a spa, they're even hard to use, you know, like it's, it's, it takes a lot of time um, for estheticians to learn how to properly use the tool, how to, you know, pull the skin apart so that there's not like slack. So you're not getting um, like bruising or scarring. Um, So when people are doing it themselves, bruising all over the place. You know, you're, you have dilated capillaries, especially sensitive areas around the eyes, around the nose. No, they're just, they're so awful. (laughs) It's basically Mm -hmm. like giving your, your pores a hickey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like they they leave hickey like marks. And for some people that those won't go, you know, those take a little bit of time to go away. You know, you could be walking around with like a, a red purple blotch on your cheek for weeks because of the, and when I look at the commercials, like in the ads, I don't think that they're on. I think that they're off yeah, probably not. because there's yeah. no, because they leave, they leave red marks, you know, like it's inflammatory, you know, they're pulling and sucking out the skin mm-hmm. for them to be able to run across the skin in the ads with zero redness. They're definitely off, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And so what might you recommend instead for clearing out pores? Like, is there a fast fix? There's no fast fix unless you decide to go to an esthetician and go to a professional and that mm-hmm. professional does extractions on you. Not all mm-hmm. facials have extractions, you know, as part of the process, but most of them do. So that would be the best way to get congestion out of your pores. Oil cleansing is one of my favorite ways to relieve congestion from the pores. Sometimes it happens immediately and you can see like the little stuff that came out of your mm-hmm. face on your hands um, after about like three, four minutes. Sometimes it takes, you know, like a week to really see more clearing of any like congestion on your nose and cheeks, blackheads and chin. 
Another longer term solution is salicylic acid does a great job um, because it is oil soluble. It will be able to clear within the pore. And a lot of salicylic acid formulas now are really gentle and not so drying as they used to be, you know, so salicylic acid is an excellent option. Um, And then another even longer term option is retinols. Retinols do a great job at speeding up turnover and can help lift the congestion out of your pores. Okay. So do you have any recommendations for either of those product categories? One that you have personally seen great results from either retinol or salicylic? Let's see. My favorite retinol right now is for congestion of the pores is probably Shani Darden retinol reform. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's, that's such a great retinol. It's also very hydrating. Um, so it makes the skin look really good. Um, sometimes retinols can have a, you know, it's bad before it's good type of situation, but it's like all good with that one. So I really like In terms of salicylic acid, I've lately been kind of flipping on and off between Naturium's BHA and um, Polish Choice BHA. Polish Choice is, you know, the OG skin perfecting. It's a very popular, you know, probably one of the best selling skincare products of like the last five years. Mm -hmm. But I find that Naturium's is a little bit lighter, which I love. It's very light. It leaves less of a film on the skin. So I find it better when I'm wearing more products. Um, So it really just depends on how I'm feeling or, you know, what my skin is doing that day. Um, And oil cleansers that I love is Deviant Skin's enzymatic cleansing oil. Okay. It's a cleansing oil. It has excellent um, oils in it that are great for um, oily skin, dry skin, but there's also enzymes in it that will help decongest the skin, exfoliate slightly. It leaves such a nice, wonderful finish on the skin. It washes off really nicely. That is number one favorite oil cleanser right now. Jumping in to tell you about a new show partner, Jenny Kane. So I've personally been coveting Jenny Kane pieces ever since I saw my friend post about their gorgeous shearling slippers on Instagram last year. Honestly, ads to cart. Jenny Kane is exactly the type of clothes that I am living in right now. They're effortless and elevated. And Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your daily routine. Amen. And they really aim to take the guesswork out of what you're going to wear. So everything from their classic oiled leather mule to sweater coats, their polished basics and home pieces will never go out of style. In short, they're just really trying to make your everyday moments a breeze. So I got a chance to try Jenny Kane for myself and I picked up the cashmere fisherman hoodie in the color oatmeal. I love the relaxed cut of the sweater so you can layer it easily with a t-shirt underneath or another sweater on top. And the cashmere is great quality. It's lightweight and it's luxe. And honestly, I just kind of look at it every morning and it's like a reliable friend in my closet. I like that Jenny Kane pieces are cozy and they feel classic. Like I could see myself curating the perfect capsule wardrobe with Jenny Kane because these pieces are ones that you just literally never want to take off. So the great news is that they have a special offer just for Breaking Beauty listeners. You can find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use our exclusive promo code BEAUTY at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use our promo code BEAUTY. One more time, JennyKane.com and use our promo code BEAUTY. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our blog. Now back to our chat with Nye. 
So we have to talk to you about your number one YouTube tutorial by a landslide. It's racked up 9 million views. We're talking about dermaplaning. And for any of our listeners who don't know, we're talking about shaving your face and not to get rid of the hairs specifically, but as a skincare benefit. So maybe you could tell us like, what does dermaplaning actually do to your skin? Mm -hmm. What are the benefits you've seen in your clients? And like, who would you recommend it for? What dermaplaning is, is taking a surgical steel blade and gently gliding it against the skin. It removes dead skin cells. It removes vellus hair. It really helps any products you apply afterward to penetrate a lot deeper. It gives you a beautiful instant glow. It's really, truly one of my favorite, favorite treatments. It's very um, multitasking. Um, depending, you know, it might depend on the esthetician. Um, some sensitive skin types can do it. Some can't. Really just depends. You can always spot treat areas that need mm-hmm. more exfoliation, less exfoliation. It's different from shaving your face because the blade is so sharp. You're removing dead skin cells. You know, you really mm-hmm. can get a month's worth of exfoliation just from that one single treatment. Whereas like a blade, it's really just mo- removing maybe one or two just you know, surface levels of like the stratum corneum, that very surface layer of dead skin cells, whereas dermaplaning can remove up to like 20 of those layers. Mm, wow. So dermaplaning in the spa, mm-hmm. it's removing all the peach fuzz. It's re- going deeper with the exfoliation. And what does it feel like if people haven't done it before? Because I signed up to do it and then I chickened out at the last <laughs> minute because I saw <laughs> the blade and I, I'm so I'm such a chicken. I, I really funny. wanted to get the benefits, but then I was like, ah, no, I can't. Do yeah, but she's <laughs> she's fine with Botox. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, bring out a blade and she's like, whoa, whoa. I should have just kept my eyes. <laughs> Got to put me under for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not cutting you. It's yes. never sliced mm-hmm. you. It doesn't really feel like anything. I mean, you feel the blade. You feel the pressure. There's mm-hmm. no pain. It shouldn't hurt whatsoever. Um, if right. the area feels sore or it's raw or sensitive someone did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, you shouldn't have any of that. It's a very no downtime type of treatment. A lot of clients fall asleep when I do it. <laughs> it's very peaceful. You know, you just gently work your way around the face. It takes about 30 minutes. It's a very immediate and gentle treatment. Okay. Right. Okay. Now I've seen these blades for sale. I'm quite sure on Sephora's site. So dare I ask if this is a DIY do or don't? Like, can people just tune into your YouTube and watch the video and be like, I got this? No, please, please don't. (laughs) Well, not using using the blades that I use, you know, because they're professional surgical Mm -hmm. steel, surgical blades. You know, if you really apply, like, there's a lot of technicalities to it. You have to make sure you're holding the blade at a specific angle. So, you know, you don't ever want to help hold it parallel. You hold a blade parallel to the skin, it's going to cut, you know, you really right. want to hold it very, you know, specific angles to make sure you're getting the dead skin cells. You don't want to lay it flat. You'll get cut. Like it's very technical in that way, but the blades that they sell um, online at skincare stores, they are like guarded blades. Right. They're not as sharp. They're going to remove dead skin cells. They're going to remove Bella's hair. It's not, as deep of a exfoliation is not an intensive exfoliation. Um, but that's a good thing. You don't want to do such an intense exfoliation like that. You don't want like razor burn. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so it's, it's fine and safe to do at home as long as you're not using a professional like scalp blade. You'll right. have a very horrible experience if okay. you try and do 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then after you do the dermaplaning, I'm just curious, two things. One is, is there any, not risk of breaking out, but like you are exposing new skin. Like it, mm-hmm. do you have any purging going on or does the hair grow back faster? Like, I feel like that might be a common yes. question. That's an important question. The hair does not grow back faster um, because it's Bella's hair. Um, Bella's hair covers the face. It covers the body. It's like peach fuzz. It's that baby, yeah. fine, soft hair. For some, their Bella's hair is a little bit thicker than others. Um, so that's definitely something you might want to take into consideration. If your skin is very light and your hair appears very thick and dark, um, you might see it when it grows back. Most people, you can't see it. Um, it's kind of like one day your face is super baby smooth and then one day it's like not as smooth. You know, like okay. that's, yeah. that's, you're just like, oh, my hair is growing back. Like the effects mm-hmm. are over. It usually takes um, usually like two weeks for the the like peak of the effects to wear off. And then it's a treatment that you can only really do about once a month. Okay. Yeah, but That's no, pretty often. it won't grow back thicker. <laughs> okay. okay. It won't grow up back like the stubble on my legs. Yes, Good exactly. No, you will not happen upon a beard after doing that. Okay. okay. And then <laughs> any breakouts ever? Have you had clients experience that? Some people will have irritation due to the friction. Mm-hmm. That is something that happens. You can't really guarantee who it's going to happen to. Mm -hmm. Personally, just in my experience, I found that it happens to clients who have very minimal skincare routines. People who are used to not doing anything to their face tend to be the ones that have sensitivities to friction. There are things that estheticians can do in the treatment room to mitigate that. You can Mm -hmm. dermaplane with oil. It's called like oil planing. Yeah. And it's really great for those who have um, more sensitive skin, um, again, who don't really do much of anything. It really helps. Um, I'd say the risk of irritation is maybe like one in a hundred, you know, it's very rare that it happens, but it does happen sometimes. So, okay. Yeah. Now I think people are coming around to the idea of treating your skin, like the skin on your body with the same care Mm -hmm. that you put into the skin on your faces. So tell us, First of all, before we get into some DIY treatments, how does the skin on our body differ from the skin on our face? Great question. Well, the skin on our face is a lot more reactive to the environment than the skin on the body. The skin on the body is also a lot thicker. I mean, the skin on the body, you know, everything from like armpit skin to like leg skin is going to be different. But overall, the body has more sweat glands, less oil glands and is a little bit more resilient than the skin on the face. More hair on the body also. (laughs) For some, I mean, obviously, some people have very hairy faces, Mm -hmm. you know, and less hairy bodies. You know, it's bodies are different. They do a lot of things, but generally skin on the body is more resistant than the skin on the face. So skin on the face, I don't recommend scrubs. Skin on the body, you can definitely use scrubs for that reason. A lot more resilient. Okay, okay. And let's talk about breakouts that happen on the body. Mm-hmm. What can we do to treat or avoid like body acne, body breakouts? That's like an at-home version of something you might do in your studio. There's always a lot of different reasons for why acne happens. Some people will get irritated due to their fragrances or the fragrance in their um, detergent. Detergents. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Their detergents are causing an irritation. Those usually appear as really, really tiny bumps, um, sometimes on the chest and on the back. So that is something to consider. If you're sensitive to fragrance on the face, you might also be on your body. 
I also see a lot of breakouts happen, especially from women along their bra strap line in the back, like right in between their shoulders. So sweating, you want to change out of your sweaty clothes, like as quickly as possible. So that friction and sweat and bacteria isn't um, rubbing and really like getting into your pores and then it's going to get inflamed and now you have breakouts. So scrubs on the body are a really nice thing to use to help lift dead skin cells and always like really hydrating the skin after can be really helpful to help with any like redness. I do have some products that I love for um, breakouts on the body. Um, I use Necessaire's the exfoliator a lot on the body to help with those breakouts. It has salicylic acid in it, glycolic acid, and lactic acid. It's a great all-around product. I also use Paula Choice body spray. They have a broadly salicylic spray. I'm certain that it's very similar to their um, salicylic acid for the face, but it's in a spray. So you can reach areas that you can't really get to um, that easily on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my favorite. And always, always moisturize right out of the shower while your skin is still damp. Um, applying moisturize really lock in moisture, really helps with any um, irritation, dryness, eczema, those kind of conditions tend to pop up on the body more too. Yeah. I wondered about salicylic acid. If you, I can't remember, is that one of the sun sensitive ones or can you just like let it ride? Salicylic acid can be sun sensitive. Yeah. If that area is exposed to sunlight, you want to wear SPF. Okay. Okay. So if you're like hitting the beach and you're doing the salicylic acid, like prep, then maybe put on some sunscreen. I would actually recommend not using an exfoliating acid the day before or day you plan to be in direct sunlight. Okay. The effects of the photosensitivity are like prolonged. So like just because you didn't use it today doesn't mean tomorrow, but it can heighten it if you have it on the skin at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you kind of just want to avoid it. That's where you would probably just use like a um, physical scrub. Always wear SPF if you're going to be in direct sunlight. Okay. And what about getting rid of scarring on your body from acne or hyperpigmentation, like just that can occur? Because I just feel like those really don't want to go away. Yes, that's very true. Everybody has like a scar in their knee or something. <laughs> like yes. When they were six and you're like, how? How is this? Yes. Still- <laughs> um, chicken pox. Yes, chicken pox scars. You know, people don't even get chicken pox now. Like kids I know don't. because it they have a vaccine. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, you mean I have this battle scar for nothing? But no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But the the long relic of of, uh, chicken pox. Yeah, so scarring depends on the scarring, of course. If the scarring is like a um, atrophic scar where it's raised or above the surface or something like that, the skin feels um, like shiny or almost leathery, that's going to be a little bit more difficult to treat just at home. Like that is a type of scar that might need like laser Mm -hmm. resurfacing that might need like a chemical peel um, or something to that nature. If we're just talking about like hyperpigmentation on the body, the skin is still the same. It's just a different color. Then you can use brightening treatments on the body. I like to use retinols and exfoliants that didn't work on my face on um, areas (laughs) of scarring on my body. I use retinols on um, like stretch marks on my hips that I don't really use. Like, you know, I didn't love it for my face. It goes on my body. Um, What else can you do for hyperpigment? I mean, you can use nearly every product on your face that you can on your body. It just might get a little bit expensive. So in that area, I, you know, you can use drugstore 
products, you know, on the body. Um, I always recommend using like drugstore acne cleansers, um, areas of chest acne, ingrown hairs. Uh, Yeah, you can get really creative just because it doesn't say body on it doesn't mean that you can't use it on your body. Yeah, that's a good point. Hello, I want to hit pause for a moment to let you know that if you're enjoying this episode all about the do's and don'ts of head-to-toe skincare treatments to try at home, you'll want to check out our special bonus episode that we released earlier this week in partnership with Clarins, all about how to do a DIY facial at home. One of the things that I took from that interview was how to do the lymphatic drainage technique that they use in the Clarins Spa to apply eye cream and reduce under eye circles at the same time. And because this is a podcast, I made a demo video for IGTV. So check it out at at Breaking Beauty Podcast to try it yourself. And I want to tell you what's so unique about the new Clarins Total Eye Lift that I use in the video. Clarins tested the product on 110 people and 80% noticed a visible lift in just 60 seconds. I know you're like, how's that possible? Well, one part of Total Eye Lift's exclusive lift smoothing duo is Cassie Wax, and that ingredient visibly tightens and smooths lines on contact. It's what's known as a tensor effect in the cosmetics biz, meaning that as it dries down, it creates like an invisible film on the skin that tenses up and gives you that lift. But that's not all. You also get lasting benefits with continued use over time. Thanks to organic Harungana extract because it works to restore density in the fragile skin around your eyes. The texture is kind of buttery and cooling as well, which I like. It's really a complete anti-aging eye cream using 94% naturally powerful ingredients. So it targets wrinkles, crow's feet, dark circles, and puffiness. And it's safe for sensitive eyes too. Discover more at ClarenceUSA.com and you can get 10% off your purchase of Total Eye Lift by using code BREAKINGBEAUTY10. That's 10% off using our exclusive promo code BREAKINGBEAUTY10 at ClarenceUSA.com. We'll link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes. And now back to the show. And let's talk about the keratosis pilaris, which is... Mm -hmm fancy medical term for those little chicken like bumps we get on the back of our arms and other areas of the body. What is it and what's really the main cause? So KP, keratosis pilaris, chicken skin, strawberry legs, many names for it. It is a buildup of keratin, um, your skin cells made of keratin, buildup of keratin, dead skin cells around the your open follicles. So with that, you'll find for some people, their KP appears darker. Um, for some, their KP will appear red. Mm-hmm. But you can you always know it's KP by how it feels. <laughs> it feels like braille on your body. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it's like got a tough feeling to the little bumps. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have KP on the back of my arms, on my legs. Mm-hmm. In the summertime, it tends to be less bad, which is very common for those who have KP. Mm-hmm. Wintertime tends to be worse, just drier skin, um, more dead skin cells accumulating. Hot showers do not help KP, but I am mm. a sucker for a very long, very hot, boiling shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that doesn't help, but um, physical scrubs 
or scrubs that are a combination of physical and enzymatic or have alpha hydroxy acids in them, beta hydroxy acids, those are excellent for treating KP. Um, okay. You apply them, you want to like rub them in like a scrub, you let them sit for a little bit like a mask, you can do something in the meantime, wash your face, wash your hair, and then go back and finish the, those areas, kind of like giving yourself a little spa treatment at home. And I find that's really, really helpful for KP. You can also yeah. use like moisturizers and cleansers that exfoliate as well. Um, sometimes scrubs, it's an extra step and it's kind of burdensome. Um, but if you're using like a, a cleanser, you have to wash your body anyway. Um, that can be a nice way to help exfoliate and not take up so much time in the shower. Yeah. And I think the big thing with KP, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you're just technically a lot of people are quite prone to it. And it's like, you can't make it go away forever. It's just like yeah. this regular maintenance, right? Yes. That is very yeah. important to know. It's, it's chronic. Um, it'll keep coming yeah. back. Um, you kind of have to be a little bit obsessive when treating it. If you want it to be gone, um, mm -hmm. it may take, you know, six months might take a couple months. You can make it go away, but it will come back if that's a condition that you're prone to. One product that I really like is from Skin Fix. It's their mm -hmm. AHA Renewing Cream. It's like in a bright green, neon green tub. It mm -hmm. honestly works so well for smoothing and getting rid of any of that like chicken skin. But do yeah. you have any others that you like? So I find that I have a texture thing. I don't, with the way that some products will leave like film or texture on the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. So for this reason, like I don't like shea butter. I don't like using amlactin because I feel like amlactin is very sticky. It's very effective, but I, I just don't like, I have a texture thing. So <laughs> it's hard okay. for me to find um, moisturizers to use with treatments in them that don't have that feel to them. I do like uh, CeraVe's, uh, something in bump. CeraVe has a, um, salicylic acid moisturizer, um, for the body. It comes in a really big blue, light blue tub. Um, and I like that one layered, um, with another moisturizer on top of it. Cause it helps okay. like the finish, but yeah, I'm more of a, a treating it in the like exfoliation cleansing step than in the, um, moisturizer okay. hydrating step. But I mean, just moisturizing and hydrating the skin helps treat, you know, helps like mitigate the feeling, help, you know, release the dead skin cells on its own. So yeah. that's, you know, that's just my personal preference, but there are so many moisturizers on the market for the, for the body in that way. Yeah. Gosh, being, being a woman is so hard. It's like, as if any guy is treating this KP, like, right, right. what are we doing? Products oh, for your anyway. elbows, products <laughs> for your different products for your forehead and a guy a guy would just be like head to toe beauty just one moisturizer head to toe done mm -hmm. <laughs> wash their face wash it with shampoo <laughs> exactly well we did promise head to toe so I thought we could maybe talk about feet okay and foot care if you have like the cracking skin and the and the calluses like do you have a DIY treatment you'd recommend for that so the feet have no oil glands, which is why they can get so dry and cracked. So when you apply like butters and balms and anything oil-based to the foot, it doesn't really absorb it because there are no oil glands. Um, and I think that's what people go to, you know, slather it with Vaseline and put, you know, socks on. That will make the very surface layers soft. And it will work mm -hmm. for a very short amount of time, but it's not a lasting treatment to helping like the calluses and stuff on your feet. Pinterest is full of all these crazy put 
Listerine in the bathtub, Epsom salt. I haven't found any of them to actually like work and be helpful or purposeful. Um, what I like to use on the feet is a product called um, Foot Logics, which I learned about when I worked at a um, spa doing pedicures. It is a foam and it has urea in it. And urea, forgot to talk about it with KP, but urea is a ingredient. It already exists in the body, but it's a humectant and it really like brings in moisture to the skin. High levels of urea can even help exfoliate. So that is one of my favorite products for the feet because of their different levels of urea, depending on, you know, your foot condition. Some people have very deep, strong, um, painful fissures. Some people it's just a little dryness or flakiness. So yeah, that that's what I personally like to use. I don't know like a DIY treatment mm-hmm. that really does actually work. Um, for the feet, mostly because it has no oil glands. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a favorite foot tool or pumice stone or something like that? Because I feel like it's really, again, that regular maintenance that keeps mm-hmm. your feet from getting to that really like dire straight stage. Yeah. So what do you have one like in the spa world that you love to use? I don't really love pumice stones. I feel like they can be a little bit rough, um, okay. but the more abrasive ones that are almost like a nail file but they would be too abrasive for your nail. They're like sand. It's like sandpaper. Those are the ones that I like for the feet um, because they kind of do a nice job at like polishing. And I just wanted to ask about at-home devices. Like Mm -hmm. we hear about, you know, they're expensive, but there are a lot for sale. Like there's the new face and the LED masks that you see and, you know, derma rollers and all that. So I'm curious if you've tried any, if you think that they're a do or a don't. Um, We get asked about these a lot. I'm not a fan of derma rollers at home. I feel like they can cause too much inflammation and irritation to the skin, especially if you're trying to treat hyperpigmentation. You don't want to introduce anything that's going to cause inflammation when you're not in like a a very like secure, sanitized setting, such as like a spa or like a derma office. That's just my personal, you know, preference and recommendation. I see it go bad too often to really um, be able to recommend that or provide any guidance on it because it's really, really like technical. Yeah. I do love microcurrent devices. Really help to lift like the muscles in the face. And especially with a new face, like you mentioned, um, that's the one that I use really frequently. Mm -hmm. And I find that it gives you like an instant lift, like just using it in five minutes. It's going to fade by the end of the day, um, but it's nice for like a photo shoot. It's nice, you know, if you want to take a selfie, if you're feeling down that day and need a little lift, Um, using it prolonged, um, like maybe five minutes for 30 days, that will give you a more lasting um, lift. But um, New Face definitely works. It works great. They have tons of attachments for body. They have an LED light as well, I believe. LED lights work, but you there's something that you also want to do really consistently. So that's really the mm-hmm. thing with at-home devices. They're expensive. They work, but you have to be really diligent about it. And I think yeah. that's where people yeah. think like, oh, I bought this $400 thing. I'm going to use it one time and it's going to be great. It's going to work. When it doesn't work, they're upset. Um, you know, you really have to be very constant about using it. Just like you are, with, you know, your products and your skincare routine. You can't expect to just use it once and have it work. Yeah, they work, but you got to put in the work. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so I know that you're like, on the front lines of like everything that's happening in aesthetics. So our last question before we let you go is like, 
what's new? What are you excited about? What's coming up that we should know about that? Yeah, our listeners would be stoked to know about too. I am working on opening up a spa this year. I had to close my studio due to COVID back in May of last year. So, you know, finding like the perfect studio space is what I'm working on. Our goal is around September for opening, kind of like getting through summer and like rebuilding and things like that. So super excited on doing that. It's going to be at least four, maybe five room treatment rooms. My vision is so beautiful. So I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm also working on like masterclasses for estheticians um, and really helping to nurture estheticians in the same way that I was nurtured or in ways that I felt that I could have been more nurtured. Aesthetics is kind of difficult because it's the schooling is something you do as an adult mostly. And then they kind of just let you off into the world <laughs> to, you know, sink or swim. And um, I think the statistic is most over 50% of estheticians don't last more than three years in the industry. Oh, so wow. um, I really want to help those um, help educate people on being more confident in their career, um, treating skin of color, which isn't learned about taught in school. And really helping to like nurture other careers besides my own. (laughs) Thank you so much for all of your insights today, Nai. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. I'm